0: And with that, we say it's time for Crossroads of Rockland, presented by the Rockland County Historical Society. Good morning and happy St. Patrick's Day and welcome to Crossroads of Rockland History on WRCR and WRCR.com. I'm Claire Sheridan from the Historical Society of Rockland County. On our program today, we will learn all about the Historical Society's upcoming exhibition, Lincoln and New York, opening April 6th. Today's program has been made possible in part by the Historical Society of Rockland County's annual dinner. Please join us on Sunday, March 23rd, when Lifetime Service Awards will be given to the Ben Moshe family, Howard and Ruth Shack, and Stony Point historian Stuart Gates. The event will be held at The View in Piermont, and tickets are available online through our website at rocklandhistory.org. We hope to see you there. The Historical Society of Rockland is a nonprofit educational institution and principal repository for original documents and artifacts relating to Rockland County. Our headquarters are a four-acre site featuring a history museum and the 1832 Jacob Blauvelt House, located at 20 Zucker Road in New City. Part of our broad and challenging mission is to share the history of Rockland with the public. We rely on financial support from people just like you. If you are interested in becoming a member of the Society, please visit our website And that again is rocklandhistory.org. Before we begin our program today, I'd like to remind our listeners that this is a call in show and we welcome your phone calls. The phone lines will be open throughout the broadcast, so please call us if you have a comment or a question. That number is 845 362 0013. That's 362 0013. My guests today are Marianne Lees, senior historian at the Historical Society of Rockland County, and historical researcher Bill Doherty. The Historical Society of Rockland is proud to be hosting a traveling panel exhibition from the New York Historical Society entitled Lincoln and New York. This exhibition is a continuation of the New York Historical Society's successful exhibition of the same name that took place in 2009 and 2010. The panels have been traveling throughout New York State in locations such as the Bronx Library, the Sandy Ground Historical Society in Staten Island, the Central Library in Queens, and others, and we are delighted to be bringing it to Rockland County. Abraham Lincoln was the 16th President of the United States, the log cabin-born prairie lawyer, orator, emancipator, and eventual martyr. He is one of the most celebrated figures in American history. In 1860, he emerged as a contender for the Republican presidential nomination, and at that time, New York was the nation's wealthiest city, mightiest port, and media center. It was also both a center of abolitionist agitation and a Democratic stronghold, sympathetic to the slaveholding South. As a Republican who resisted the radicalism of abolitionism, Lincoln faced a steep challenge in his appeal to New York voters. Nevertheless, Lincoln could not have attained the presidency, nor won the Civil War without New York City or New York State. Though he visited only five times, New York gave Lincoln votes, supplied the Union with troops, equipment, and financing necessary to win the war. At the same time, New York's editors, reporters, artists, and publishers helped shape the nation's perception of Lincoln, and the President's distinctive likeness became a powerful weapon in the political battles of the Civil War era. So when the Historical Society was granted the opportunity to host these panels, we were thrilled. They are coming to us thanks to a grant from the National Endowment for the Humanities. And the Historical Society has decided to augment the panel exhibition with local artifacts and information about Rockland County's involvement in the Civil War. So at this time, I'd like to welcome my first guest, Bill Doherty. Thanks for being here, Bill.
1: You're quite welcome.
0: Of course... One can't speak about Rockland's involvement in the Civil War without speaking about the 95th New York Volunteer Infantry, right?
1: Uh, that's correct. They were a, uh, a hard-fought unit in the Army of the Potomac. They were originally raised in uh, October of 1861. Uh, two companies uh, were raised and, uh, from Haverstraw in the local environs, and um, <coughs> they uh, made a good account of themselves um, f- they had a couple of minor skirmishes in 2nd Manassas and uh, and at uh, Antietam. However, they really made a mark for themselves at the Battle of Gettysburg where they fought uh, Davis's Mississippi Brigade in the railroad cut on the first day of the battle. Uh, they did a really good job um, keeping the Mississippians at bay and um, were able to drive them out of the uh, railroad cut. Unfortunately, uh, Confederate Army forces arri- arrived later on and pushed the Union Army back to, the, uh, to Culp's Hill where the 95th fought for the remainder of the battle. The 95th um, really came to its own and really fought like the devil um, in what they call the Overland Campaign, which was fought from when Grant took over in uh, the Battle of the Wilderness in May of 1864 and um, they lost an awful lot of men. Uh, let me preface this by saying that the, um, the uh, typical regiment had about 1,046 men in it. Um, <clears throat> the 95th, was in so many battles there towards the end with the overland campaign which was fought from the wilderness all the way through petersburg which was in june of 1865 um, by the time april 1st came around they were basically an ineffective fighting unit they only had about 88 um, men and about six officers left wow out of the a uh, thousand so the rest were all killed wounded or missing or, uh, you know, inj- injured in, in, in the hospital. But uh, you got to admire these guys. And uh, one of the uh, fellows is a Lieutenant Daniel Kiesler. We have several of his artifacts at the Historical Society. Mm-hmm. And um, I had the privilege and pleasure of looking up a lot of his uh, information in the National Archives. And that was a lot of fun, a real treasure hunt.
0: Great. Um, so the ninety fifth was made up of soldiers, not just from Haverstraw. Is that correct?
1: The ninety fifth um, only had two companies, B and F from um, the, the Rockland area. It was basically recruited from what we would call the Lower Hudson Valley. So you had New York City uh, residents in it, and you you know all the way up to you know Putnam, Sullivan counties, things like that. So. Uh, there were t- uh, typically ten companies to an infantry regiment.
0: Very good. Well, um, we know from our interview uh, of Bob Bosch, who visited this program uh, from the Civil War Roundtable, and I think you're a part of the Civil yes. War Roundtable as well. Yes. Um, there were other groups from our area. Is that correct?
1: Uh, yes. The uh, actually the, the the first company to enlist on uh, en Mass. Uh, was the Nyack Guards uh, Company G, 17th New York Infantry? Uh, they enlisted in April of 1861, one of, among the first to answer the call of arms, and uh, they fought at uh, First uh, uh, Manassas. And um, they had—they were a two-year regiment. L- let me explain. Everybody thought the war was going to be over with quickly when the war started. You had 90-day regiments. You had. Um, six-month regiments uh, you had nine-month regiments the 17th was a two-year regiment six months later when the um, 95th enlisted their duration was three years or the duration of the war so as things got tough then the men had to enlist for longer periods of time
0: interesting um You're listening to WRCR and Crossroads of Rockland History. My guests are Marianne Lee, Senior Historian at the Historical Society of Rockland, and Historical Researcher Bill Daugherty, and we are talking about the panel exhibition coming to the Historical Society entitled Lincoln and New York. Uh, At this point, I'd like to turn back to the exhibition for a moment and bring Marianne Lee, Senior Historian, into the conversation. Welcome, Marianne. Uh, As part of this exhibition, there will be artifacts on display to help tell the local story of the time period, and in particular about Lincoln and the Civil War. Um, Before we get to that, Marianne, can you tell our listeners a bit about the Historical Society's collection of artifacts and archives?
2: Yes, as you were uh, telling at the beginning of the program the Historical Society of Rockland County is the principal repository for artifacts relating to the history of Rockland County and that means that the Historical Society is responsible for preserving exhibiting and caring for many types of objects and documents that have been donated to the society over the years a large number of the items in the collections are paintings, photographs, and postcards. The Historical Society also has a sizable clothing collection. And examples of other artifacts that the society has are locally woven baskets, lanterns, Pitchforks, as well as children's toys and political campaign pe- buttons. And as you can tell, the Society's collection is quite diverse. And if one were to ask, the oldest items in the soli- Society's collections are pottery and stone Im- implements used by the Lenape. And among the newest is material related to the Motel on the Mountain that opened in the 1950s in Hilburn.
0: And can you give us a little preview of something that will be on view during the Lincoln Exhibition?
2: Well, one I- will be the sword and its scabbard. And this sword belonged to Lieutenant Daniel Keesler, which Bill had mentioned before, who had served in the Civil War. He was, uh, Lieutenant Keesler was in the 95th Regiment New York Volunteers. And most of those who served in the 95th were from Rockin County and many from Haverstraw. The sword is intricately decorated with floral designs. Engraved on the sword are Lieutenant Kiesler's initials, D.K. It is obvious that this sword was not intended for battle. It is what we call a presentation sword. On the hilt or handle of the sword is written to Lieutenant D. Kiesler from Citizens of North Haverstraw, January 21, 1862. Uh, now that's interesting, North Haverstraw. We don't hear that term much today, do we? This is where knowing those boring dates in history comes in handy. North Haverstraw refers to Stony Point. This sword was presented in 1862. So if you know your local history, you know that it wasn't until 1865 that the town of Stony Point was established. Thanks to Bill, the Historical Society of Rockland County recently received uh, or learned more about Lieutenant Kiesler... Bill has done extensive research on the men in the 95th and obtained Lieutenant Keesler's military records, which are located in the National Archives in Washington, D.C. And Bill has graciously given a copy of Lieutenant Keesler's records to the Historical Society so that we may have a more complete story about him. You know, and we've heard many times from other
0: guests on previous broadcasts about how helpful the military records have been in researching people. Uh, Bill, can you describe your process in loca- locating these military records? I think it may be of interest to our listeners who are doing their own genealogical or, or family research.
1: Well, my uh, my experience with the National Archives is over the last 30 years or so. And I'll tell you right now, uh, in this day and age, it's a lot easier than when I first started. Uh, all you have to do is go online, and um, you can pull up the National Archives and ask for the records. And you go on the page, and you say which war you're interested in. And it really helps if if you're a... a a listener right now and you're interested in your ancestor it helps the archives a lot if you can tell them the branch of the uh, service that they served in whether it's cavalry infantry or uh, artillery um, the date that they were born uh, the county that they were born and things like that Uh, sometimes they can do it with uh uh, minimum information, but it really narrows the cer- you know, search and uh, you get the records quicker if you can give them as much information as possible. I've, uh, I've gotten, I don't know, a couple of hundred records over the years and uh, I've noticed that the more information I can give them, the quicker I get the uh, responses back. Typically it's between six to eight weeks and if you do it through the mail or online um, the National Archives charges you $30 per record.
0: Interesting, okay thanks So Marianne, how did these particular uh, military records help you?
2: The military records answered a question that I had. Reverend David Cole's history of Rockland County lists the men who served in the Civil War. Lieutenant Kiesler is listed as being discharged on September 3, 1863. I wanted to know why he did not serve until the end of the war in 1865. His military records from the National Ar- Archives provide the answer. It turns out that he had been sick since May 1863 and was granted a discharge due to a disability. In fact, during the two months before he was discharged on September 3rd, 1863, he was on leave at home in North Haverstraw. A uh, doctor's report on Lieutenant Keesler reveals that he was suffering from a disease of the lower jaw, and the report is rather graphic. It describes him having a spongy condition of the gums and his teeth were loose. And despite treatment that was available in those days he was not improving and thus he was discharged now have
0: there been any other uh sources that you've turned to in your research
2: yes at the historical society we are in the process of gathering more information on lieutenant kiesler in our library collection is an old book that was published in 1888 called stony point illustrated that has been quite helpful we know he was married to Eliza Stalter, Stalter, and he was a house painter from the U.S. Army Pension Records. Again, thanks to Bill, we learn that um, he had narcosis of the lower jaw, and that he died in 1903. And Bill and I have been in communication with a doctor, Michael Nevins, who is interested in local medical history to see if we can't learn a little bit more about his condition. We don't know exactly where in Stony Point Lieutenant Kiesler lived. There are things like his medical history and uh, other facts about him that we would like to know more about him and his family.
0: That's very interesting. Um, So Bill, there is a a Civil War memorial in Haverstraw, which um, I believe is one of the only um, memorials to the Civil War here in the county. can you talk a little bit about that memorial and what, what your thoughts are on it?
1: Well, I guess uh, the the first thing I would have to say is I'm glad it's there because I think it should be a focal point for uh, the local schools, the, the young kids. Uh, one of the things that has bothered me over the years um, is the fact that the Civil War is overlooked by... Uh, um, the primary education um, to a great degree. I mean, they talk a lot about the, uh, uh, the causes of the war and Reconstruction, but you don't see much about the, um, um, the men themselves. Now, talking about that particular monument, if you um, go to any of the other like Mount Repos, mm-hmm. and if you go to um, uh, what's the one in Nyack? Oak, Oak Hill. If you go to Oak Hill in Nyack, they have separate areas that um, are founded by the G.A.R., and, and which is the Grand Army of the Reunion, okay? And that's where all the soldiers are buried, or most of the soldiers are buried, I should say, over the years they spread out. But uh, monuments like the one at uh, um, in Haverstraw, I think, are essential for uh, the, the kids to understand what, their history was like, because when, when you think about the... There's one thing I'm getting a little off track here, but I think it's very important to understand. The one thing about the Civil War that has always amazed me was you had four years of horrific fighting, you had uh, well, the reports vary but somewhere in the neighborhood of 650 to 750,000 uh, men were killed and wound- and uh, killed and about a million wounded altogether, you know, the casualties and and um, it all ended with a handshake. Yeah, there's no other country in the world where this kind of brutal, vicious fighting could take place, and then the two sides come together, Grant and Lee shake hands, and, you know, we're off to a new uh, era. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think monuments like the one in Haverstraw are really important for kids to see and understand.
0: I agree. That's that's wonderful. So uh, that's all the time we have for today. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, Mary Ann Lise, Senior Historian at the Historical Society, and historical researcher Bill Doherty for joining me today. Once again, the new panel exhibition coming soon to the Historical Society of Rockland County, thanks to a grant from the National Endowment for the Humanities, is called Lincoln and New York. It opens April 6th. It will go through uh, June 15th and exhibition hours are Wednesdays through Sundays, noon till 4. The exhibition is free. Donations are, of course, greatly appreciated. As a compliment to this exhibition, we will have several interesting auxiliary programs occurring during the run of the exhibition. For example, Civil War historian Barnett Schechter will give a lecture on the draft riots. Music historian Linda Russell will present a family program entitled Songs of the Civil War. And members of Company B, Second Rhode Island Volunteers Civil War Reenactment Group will camp at the Historical Society on a weekend during the exhibition. A full list of events, dates, and times will be posted on our website, that's rocklandhistory.org. In addition to that, I'm pleased to announce a commemorative program at Mount Moore Cemetery. As many of you know, Mount Moore Cemetery is located at the Palisades Mall, and it is the final resting place of many of our local African American Civil War veterans. In observance of the 150th anniversary of the Civil War, the Sons of the Union Veterans of the Civil War, Ellis Camp 124, Department of New York, and the African American Historical Society of Rockland will be hosting a commemorative event to honor the service of African Americans in the Civil War. Guest speakers will include Captain David Smith and representatives of the 26th United States Colored Troops Organization. That event will take place on April 12th at 1 p.m. at Mount Moore Cemetery. There is no fee to attend this program, however, reservations are required. Reservations can be made to James Meaney by calling 917-453-8573 or by emailing jgmny1 at gmail.com. Again, uh, reservations can be made to James Meaney. His number, again, is 917-453-8573, or you can email at jgmny1 at gmail.com. Again, the date on that program is April 12th at 1 p.m. And, of course, this information can be found on the Historical Society's website. Uh, you can visit us again at rocklandhistory.org, and we'll have all of those details online for you. I hope you will tune in to the next Crossroads of Rockland History on, May- on Monday, April 21st, right after the Stephen Meredith Show at 1010 a.m. Our topic will be the silk industry in Rockland County. Please join us. That's April 21st at 1010. Happy St. Patrick's Day. I hope we will see many of you at our annual dinner on Sunday, March 23rd at The View in Piermont. And don't forget to register for our free walkthrough history in the cradle of the Rockland County Civil Rights Movement, Hilburn, New York, scheduled for March 30th. Please visit our website, rocklandhistory.org, to find out about all of our events and programs. And, of course, another great way to find out about what's happening at the Historical Society is to like us on Facebook. I'm Claire Sheridan, and thanks for listening to Crossroads of Rockland History on WRCR and wrcr.com. twenty eight.